welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. One Nation Sports. Yo, what's good? This is Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, I know. Welcome to One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Just um, ready to get to it. And if you guys can't tell by the music, uh, we have a very special guest. Um, special guest, what's going on? Sierra Reed. How's it going? First off, this is bullshit. Did you play this? I'm just letting you know now that every time you make an appearance from here on out, like, one, two step is gone, so now next song is going to be like, get up or, or, or my goodies or whatever or else. Oh, or whatever. I will make this my last appearance if that's going to happen. See, see, you're trying to ruin the gimmick, I see. I'm telling you. Hater. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been an interesting week of wrestling, uh, packed Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah. We got NXT Brooklyn. We had SummerSlam. Excuse me, Super Slam. Oh, my God. And uh, Monday Night Raw, where all types of crazy shit just happened. Yep. And where should we begin? I mean, we can start right at the top with uh, Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker. Yeah, we got to. Uh, so, they come out there and redeem themselves for WrestleMania 30. Um, then Undertaker taps out, um, all of a sudden the timekeeper who didn't feel the need to ring the bell during the Seth Rollins match. Nope. Uh, or any other matches in the previous, you know, hundred year history of the sport <laughs> back you know, during the Carney days. Right. He, he didn't feel the need to go ahead and interrupt then, but you know, he was moved by the spirit, I guess. When he saw the Undertaker um, tap out, and it leads to some type of fluky finish, where Undertaker, you know, unleashes his new signature move, you know, in the long line of signature moves he has, like the choke slam, the last ride. Now he has the low blow, um, and taps out or makes Lesnar pass out, and he's awarded the victory, and you know, under heel pretenses. Uh, immediately the build for a rematch began. What did you guys, what, what was going on with you guys when you saw this result? Go ahead, Sierra. Um, I knew that they were going to go to another rematch. It's just, they've been building towards this, that this can't be the one and done situation. Undertaker's redeeming himself and Brock Lesnar still wants a piece of him, but I don't know. I'm kind of like okay with the finish because, like I said, it's going to lead to something else again. And but I hope after mm-hmm. if this is going to happen at Mania, this is it. Like Michael Jackson. I I just don't. I I want to see something else. I don't want to keep keep seeing this same thing over and over. You know, let's move on. Let's have Brock Lesnar terrorize somebody else. You, you know, Undertaker go back into hiding forever how long he does. So, that's how I felt. 
Why are they trying to make us boo the Undertaker? <sighs> I don't know. It makes no sense. Like, because the thing that, that that like I don't know if they think about this, but the thing that for me is okay. You're trying to train this crowd to to boo Undertaker. So you have him, you know, take the take the easy way out by low blowing him three three times in a row, him tapping out or whatever, him weaseling out of it, or him basically being going to weasel type of victory, like a, a, this type of victory that Seth Rollins would have got, right, at pay-per-view. The issue is Undertaker is going to be off TV, and then he's going to come back, and it's going to be, oh, yeah, wow, I heard the gong. I haven't heard I haven't heard from that guy in months. He's, a, he's our, like, the oldest legend we have left that still wrestles. I'm glad to see him. Yay! <laughs> and, then it, and, then, and then, like, all of that was for nothing, and they're going to have to do this over again anyway. Um, I will boo The Undertaker at this point because I don't see the point of sacrificing Lesnar's drawing power. So really what you're saying is you're booing The Undertaker because you you don't like what WWE's doing. That's really what you're saying. Like, <laughs> it's just stupid. I, I don't understand where, why they would want to shit on what they've done with Lesnar so far. I mean, yeah. I know there's only so long you can have him just kill the entire roster, because and you have to find someone eventually you can present on equal footing with him. But how about a new per- person rather than a 50 year old guy that does magic tricks well, or low blows? Well, who would it be? I mean, the only people that Lesnar wants to work with that's a new school dude is, is Seth Rollins, and he destroyed Seth Rollins six weeks ago. Well, you know, that's what WWE like. They've got a They've got to produce something better than this Roman Reigns shit that's just crashing and burning. Um, they can't just keep running them out there with John Cena three and four times. It's or Undertaker three no, times about to be now. three times. Triple yeah. H three times. Yeah, like, but there's the trilogy thing. It's just it, there's so many people on that roster that they can use. As opposed to keep going to that same well of the same people over and over. I understand that they, for whatever reason, want to keep going back to 2002 and revisiting all these old feuds. But at this point, I think it's time to let it go and move forward. Some of these fans that are watching the television right now don't even know anything about these feuds. Okay, he beats The Undertaker. Okay, we had the match. I'm not going to sit up and boo The Undertaker, but... It's going to get to a point where fans are going to get tired of seeing this over and over. Especially when you turn on Raw and they have Brock come out there. They're, I don't know what it is, but they're like somewhat trying to paint him as a, a baby face. Like he's still a monster and he's beating up everybody, but they're still trying to paint him as he's cool. And you should somewhat like him. They kind of did this like years ago, back. I want to say back in 03. And it did not work. So I don't know what they're trying to do with the booking in that. Well, I mean, it's if it didn't work in all three, it's working now. The thing is, he's been a face since about since WrestleMania. Yeah, like he can't. I mean, they turned he they turned him into a face, you know, because of the backlash of Reigns again, where they had no choice. Um, now, as far as the you know the fuse with the other guys, who okay, so if under. I feel like they want him in a match to where people will tune in to watch him fight this guy because 
he could possibly lose, right? Like, you know, the analogy I always use is no one's going to watch SummerSlam if we got John Cena and Rock, on the other hand, fighting Austin Truth. No, no, one's, no one's buying that. So who could they bring in right now to wrestle Brock Lesnar? If, like, you know, let's say they didn't do this right now. Let me go back in time three months. Who could they have put before Brock Lesnar in a match that wasn't John Cena or wasn't Undertaker or wasn't Triple H that someone would actually buy being able to beat him? I mean, there's a guy that they won't clear, but, you know. <laughs> that, okay, so that's the one guy. Yeah. Who's on the roster that's cleared and can wrestle right now, though? That's true. Daniel Bryan is is, yeah. is up there. They well, probably would have the They probably would have had Brock Lesnar beat the crap. Oh, yeah, they would have had Lesnar destroy him, but yeah. <clears throat> that's the match. <laughs> right. Um, I'm, not gonna, I'm not ready to say Finn Balor. Uh, um, no. No. <laughs> I mean, if you really, like, they would have had to really do some work with Cesaro to elevate him that far. But at the same time, you know. But you bring him up to fight Cesaro, and you're just like, oh, it's like every big Cesaro match. He's going to be fantastic and lose. Yeah. Um, Shit, why not put Cesaro with him, with Brock? You said what? Why not put Cesaro with Brock? Uh, I mean. I mean, it's different. It's but different. Well, they're not. They don't put Brock Lesnar on the car to pay all that money for him to do quote unquote different stuff. Like I think maybe you put uh, Orton. Orton's the guy. So that's one guy. Like that's the only guy I can imagine them actually putting in the ring with him and be like, oh okay, let's see people. There's actually people that want to see this match. I mean, Sheamus. I think that would be. Uh, it would be it, really hard hitting. Yes, it would. It would be. Style. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Oh my god. But but yeah. would it draw? Any, it, well, the thing is... Anything will draw because it's Lesnar? Anything will draw because it's Lesnar, and anything will draw because of the network. They already have our yeah. money. Like, they don't, they don't but, have these worries. But it's SummerSlam. Yeah, that's true. Like, but, if that was any other, if that was any old B pay-per-view, then yeah, definitely. But if it's SummerSlam, they're, they're actually trying to sell sell some of those pay-per-views on the, on the dish and all that other stuff. <laughs> like, on the net, B pay-per-views, TLC, have at it. They'll have him go out there and wrestle El Torito for all they care. You know, they had uh, Brock wrestling Kobe Kingston. Yeah, exactly. Who do you think he's going to fight at uh, Madison Square Garden? Because early October, right? Yeah. Uh, why not Cesaro? Fuck it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's move on um, from Brock Lesnar to Undertaker. We had Kevin Owens, Cesaro. Wait, wait, wait. Before we do that. Okay. Do you think this match is only going to be it? Is going to just be. Is it just. Put in place for some for I'm sorry for WrestleMania. I would advise them against that. Why don't they just bring it to the Hell in a Cell pay per view and get it over with so they can really move on to something else? Because yeah. just just stretching out these rematches for so long, it's just not interesting. And I think that's the only thing that can take this feud to a higher level is to give them the Hell in a Cell gimmick and f- do it at Hell in a Cell. I feel though, I feel that you know, given that th- this match is good, I feel like. There is, um, and it's not as overexposed and co- and brought up like once a month, like how um, Rock Cena was, mm-hmm. the second one, or actually just you know that whole two year or three year build up for those two matches. So like in my mind, it's still a fresher match, mm-hmm. but I mean at a certain point there is going to, as you said, there there will be diminishing returns. All right, uh, Kevin Owens defeated Cesaro in a semi-main event of SummerSlam, which uh, yep. 
I don't know if y'all want to count that as a true semi-main event. That's a far-ass jump. Bar- oh, mm-hmm. Barbarian, he made it, too. Barbarian made it, too, out there. Um, we got this here, 1997 Nitro, playing in the background on mute. Uh, Barbarian is wrestling a guy we can't speak of. Um, Who? Oh, Ben <laughs> Hey, 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 easy. Yeah. Oh. It's a WWE podcast. How I'll dare say you? It. Chris Benoit. It's a WWE <laughs> podcast. How dare you? Well, well, I mean, he's there. Well, I mean, Can WWE ain't cutting go? us no check, so not yet. That was a joke, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Owens defeated Cesaro. I watched it, that match again uh, last night. Um, pretty good match. Um, solid win. Owens definitely needed it after all these major losses he's been taking. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That we can we can kill the hype train for the, the, the they hate Owens hype train for a little bit. Yeah, um, I thought it was a really good match. I just felt like um, because it caught the you know the the, the slot that's normally given to the divas. It, it was they were just like the crowd was tired. They were just like we want the main event. Just hurry up. I mean because the match was way better than the crowd reaction it got. Yeah. I think the reason, rather than the death spot, it went there was because they didn't want to put Rollins versus Cena right next to Undertaker versus uh, Brock. Because He's going to get outworked. No, not, not <laughs> that, because they were both fuck finishes. Oh, they yeah. They both had screwy endings. So yeah. that's the reason I think they ended up swapping. On um, to I mean, the... Oh, go ahead. Um... The match just reminded me. I thought I was watching Ring of Honor for a minute. Like, <laughs> all I needed was the red and black ring with the streamers flowing, Chris Hero in Cesaro's corner, and El Generico in Kevin Owens' corner. You know, that's what I felt like I was watching for a minute. And then I realized it was not. Um, I think I saw someone try to try to attempt to throw streamers in the ring. You and, sure that was SummerSlam or was that T or NXT? Because NXT they definitely tried to. Yeah, I think it might have been NXT then. Yeah, like the main event of, of, of All Takeover. Together, right? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, <laughs> sort of did. did. Yeah, so it definitely for um, yeah they, they apparently that's what if you rewatch that match you'll see there's some commotion at the beginning of the match you see the crowd kind of like looking up and over like distracted. At, um, for the 10XT main event, and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, like, because if you see them doing the yes shit, I'm thinking, like, did Daniel Bryan just walk out and sit in the seat or something, or something like that? So I start, you know, typing around, and then Meltzer mentioned that there were a bunch of guys that threw streamers, only one of them actually got to the ring, and then they actually, like, Barclay's security was going to kick him out, and then and then they're chanting, you know, let them stay, and then they, I guess W was like, well, you know, they this is what they do here. Because, you know, it's not, you know, Barclay don't know nothing, like, they're you know, it's a basketball stadium. Yeah. So they were like, okay, all right, yeah. you come back. And then they were like, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes, the uh, getting back to the match, Cesaro and, and, um, and Owens, they they were beating the crap out of each other. Like, he gave him a, a European upper, a charging European uppercut, like, out by the barrier. And, like, he hit him so hard he just knocked him on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I, I was surprised they were hitting each other that hard. I, I, I was wondering if there was beef or something. My favorite move in the match was when Cesaro did that uh, the the springboard European uppercut. He hits Owens with it, and basically Owens just crunches back on onto his neck, like <laughs> like he was being taken to, to Suplex City or something. Like it yeah. was it was crazy. 
But um, on to the train wreck that was the Team PCB versus Save Team that, Bella. save that. Th- th- move that to the next segment. Okay. Skip, well, we'll, I got something. Yeah. We, yeah. We've got a whole... Yeah. It's time to, ju- to, to start judging. Um, Seth Rollins versus John Cena. Um, Seth yeah. Rollins comes out dressed in all white because the good guys wear white. How many white Power Ranger memes did you see? I've seen a lot. Like, um, it would be like... Like, all the Power Rangers, but Seth Rollins' face digitally imposed on the white one. Yeah, on Tommy. Yeah. Um, that's Andy Guerrero's brother. <laughs> or uncle. <laughs> that was Hector Guerrero. Damn. Um, yeah. Then uh, Rollins is wearing that white. Cena comes out. You know, gets the John Cena sucks chance. Um, they, just a sea of it. Just a, yeah, just a, yeah. just, it sounded so beautiful. Uh, a lot of white and gold. Um, this weekend, yeah, uh, a lot of people out here realizing their childhood dreams. Yeah, uh, dressed like Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12. Yeah, uh, you know, Rollins and Cena pretty much have the standard great Cena match at yeah. this point, where you know you, you wrestle for five minutes, then all of a sudden let's get into these near falls. Uh, I, they, they, uh, this man Rollins hits an amazing uh, frog splash on the top right. rope, which is like no disrespect. But it's Don't killing that Guerrero shit. Okay. <laughs> like, right. that man jumped like a full foot higher than Guerrero. Sierra, jumped. get this, man. I'm not. <laughs> I can't. I, 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 okay. Yeah. Uh, Cena no-sold it immediately. Picked the ball. <laughs> like, yeah, like, you know what yes, I'm talking about, right? Like, it was like, one, two. And nope, I'm just rolling up and, you know, AAU. Yeah. But they, they did a... He, I felt like they played to the crowd knowing that, you know... This is clearly hill country, yeah. so like they had they had you know um, they had Seth doing a lot of face type stuff, like the uh, like the, the, the yeah the Phoenix splashes the die or the Miss Phoenix splashes the die suit or the topes or whatever uh, the suicide dive over the top, um, basically making fun of Cena by doing his uh, his basically like sprint like you catch a crossbody you roll over it and you do the AA just it, they. They basically just, you know, they were like, let's do it. You know, we're going to try the best match we can. Mm-hmm. I mean, until the finish, of course. Right. And get, speaking of the finish, uh, John Stewart runs out to the ring. At this point, we don't know why he's running out there. Well, uh, He's a host he, of SummerSlam. You go out, they, laid the, they laid the foundation earlier in the night talking about he's a wrestling fan and all that stuff. I think it just, like, might have went over all our heads. Well, I mean, I had to, you know... We had a SummerSlam party, so I had to rewatch all of SummerSlam because you don't do much watching. You do a lot of talking about how when stuff sticks out about how bad it was. You talking, you know, you're mostly talking about wow, look at <laughs> look at Big E gyrating. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like that, that was what we were doing most of the night. So I had to rewatch it. Sarah, what? So what were your thoughts on this match? Um, I was fine with everything until the John Stewart thing, and I was just like. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, what was the purpose? Like, okay, to put this over another obstacle for John Cena to climb over. And it was just like, I never been on a train of, like, I hate John Cena. I can't stand John Cena. I don't want to see John Cena. But after that, I was just like, I am getting sick and tired of him having to go through these loops all the time. Like, why can't we just have a clean finish and just be done with it you i mean why we gotta have john stewart come out there and interfere it's come on what are we going to do what are we building to what does this go towards 
Well, doesn't make sense. Ultimately, what it went towards was trying to get, try to trend on Twitter and be on a newsworthy sites for the fact, oh, you know, John Stewart got AA'd. It worked, but I mean, like. Prostituting the business. But that. Yep. But that stupid stuff should be for matches on the undercard nobody pays attention to, not the freaking title match. Like that stuff needs to be cut out. Like I, that's what that's one thing I don't like about SummerSlam is that when they bring these celebrities in, just like Mania, they always come up with these wacky finishes or these wacky segments. Like I that's why I don't understand why I think, folks love SummerSlam so much. I think what I think what happened um, is they felt that wow, you know, yeah, that's a title match. But that's not the main event, so we'll just do whatever. Well, so this essentially is on the undercard, and then they treated it as such. I mean, they gave—I mean, they gave us—I don't know how long that match was, but they gave us over fifteen minutes of of, of, just, like uh, of just of just of uh, yeah of like of greatness. So I mean, yeah, to me it felt like once I saw what they did on Raw, then it, then it's like okay, it's not as bad. But at, at first, I was just like everybody else; I was just bullshit about it. Yeah, I would think, why wouldn't they, they could just uh, have Flair do the same thing Stewart did. Yeah, but, like, that's the, that means you're turning Ric Flair heel <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Like, ain't nobody trying to boot on Ric Flair. Like, he's, he's, just a, he's just a cool old man at this point. That's what he's been billed as. Or an aloof old man. That, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just not have him do anything. Just, just no. Just go there and cry with Charlotte. No. Whenever she oh, wins. God. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I Rollins two belts. Now. Yeah, the WWE World Heavyweight United States Champion. Oh, I, I asked Rich this um, last night. I'm gonna ask you, Sierra. Is mm-hmm. Seth Rollins gonna continue to wrestle in all white? Well, that's kind of hard because you know sometimes he wrestles with people with self tanner on, and that rubs off. <laughs> and you know. Getting dirt and oh god, just yeah, that's that's gonna be a lot. Uh, I mean, it'd be different, completely different. Like, when's the last time you've seen somebody wrestle in all white like that? Besides Bo Dallas, um, you could say Del Rio. Yeah, Del Rio used to wear a lot of white. Because I okay. mean, Del Rio wore Del Rio. Del Rio wore. I mean, but he wasn't wearing like tights. He was. I mean, he wasn't wearing like full of tights. He was wearing like the underwear joints. And then he, you know, he would sometimes wear the white. Boots, or he wore the the gold boots. Yeah, but I mean, like, just completely just drenched in it, like drenched in white. <laughs> yeah, I like I can't looking like a looking like a gallon of milk. I'm sorry. Continue. Why well, little Bashan wearing something Paige would wear right now? Oh my god. I'm sorry. What were you saying, Sierra? <laughs> like just drenched in white. Like just the whole like continue to wear the white attire. Like. It's not many people who did that besides Del Rio, like I said, and then Bo Dallas. But I mean, it's not many people. Everybody sticks. It's too many people wearing black. Now you, it's everybody's kind of like blending in. Uh huh. So maybe maybe that's why they went with the white. He's kind of blending in. Like if you look at you know him and Roman Reigns, yeah, they were partners in the Shields, but they both were still kind of like wearing the same black outfits. Yeah. Essentially, and it's exactly. just like they, it feels like they never separated. Well, speaking it's, of that, the next match on the card was Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper. Um, we had 
the tag match with no turn. <coughs> Lots of speculation leading up that uh, either Ambrose or Reigns would turn. Most people thought Ambrose would be the one to turn, even though uh, Reigns probably makes more sense to turn. Yes. Uh, I predicted the Wyatt family to win, but pleasant surprise. I'll, I'll take Ambrose and Reigns winning. Um, the crowd really was on Roman Reigns the whole time. He was booed and soundly. He Roman, yeah, he got a Roman sleeping chant. Yep. And immediately he woke his ass up off the ground and got back up on the apron. I don't know what if he heard it or uh, anything like that. But you know what that reminded me of? Well, two things. One, it reminded me of Royal Rumble. How he was laying on the damn mat the whole match. Yep. Two, what's I believe it was either a Shield versus Wyatt Brothers or Wyatt Family or Shield versus Evolution match where like Dean Ambrose was like never to be seen again forever. That was the first one. The first Evolution the first match. Wyatt, uh, no, the first Wyatt. Um, yeah, and that's where like where the hell were you? And they yeah. almost yeah they, they teased him split up. Yeah, like that that was sort of reminded me of like where the hell are you? Like yeah. <laughs> get I, your I, ass that's up. That's I thought the turn was. I, that's where I thought the turn was coming where. Um, Ambrose would lose, and then Reigns would get back in. And he'd be like, "Where the fuck were you? I was trying to tag you." Mm-hmm. And then Ambrose would would swing on that man, and the whole crowd would lose it. You know what that sounds cheer like? Ambrose. You know what kind of you know what kind of feud that look that sounds like? What that sounds like something they had planned for for Hulk Hogan and Macho Man when the Mega Powers were going to split up. That's what that yeah. sounds like. Yeah, we I forgot who said it when we were over here. Like if I think if, I said it actually. Yeah, yeah it might have I'm been. Not sure. You said the Wyatt family was big boss man and Akeem. No, you said that. I was like, you were like, oh, I guess that means they're big boss man and Akeem. I was like, no, man, don't talk about Luke Harper like that. How dare you? So same same type of feud. Um, but the fans are really on Roman Reigns. What's Roman yeah. Reigns' deal? Sierra? What's his problem? Um. You know what the deal is? Is when after that report came out that they were trying to make him the next John Cena, that's when I know his fans completely turned on him. Uh-huh. They just did not give a rat's ass. That They had turned on him before Mania because it was around the time he was injured and when all those reports came out and stuff, fans were just like, no, not another Cena, once enough. Can I have a second? And his momentum just died, and it's just no matter what they do with him, it just doesn't the work. The fans are just done, and it's it sucks because a couple months ago, you know, maybe like last year around this time, fans was like all over him, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he's like he's being treated like the jackass, like nobody wants to be around him, no one wants to deal with him, and it's just like crazy to me. That they can turn so fast, but I mean that's wrestling fans for you. They hate you one day, the next day they your biggest fan. I I think that he's in a lot of the ways that Dean or that Bray Wyatt like pretty much cooled off Dean Ambrose at the end of last year. That's sort of I mean Roman Reigns wasn't exactly the hottest thing in the world, the hottest property in the industry to begin with, but like. Bray Wyatt, where, Bray, few, where guys go to die. Bray Wyatt, like, who has he ever gotten, who has he ever been a few that have gotten over besides, like, making Daniel Bryan a little bit hotter? Is that the only guy? Yeah. Like, he, he ain't do shit for he, Kane, obviously. He ain't do shit for Jericho. Nope. 
he actually had us questioning whether Jericho was washed up. Or yeah, not. and then you go and see him. And then you see him have the the match the match the very next pay per view with Randy Orton. You're like, oh, never mind. And then months later, you see him fight Neville in, in Japan. Yeah. You're like, oh, never mind. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, he I feel shit for Undertaker. Nope, like, but I mean, but Undertaker ain't do shit for Bray Wyatt either. Let's just, let be fa- let's be yeah. fair. Um, I think that we have to start looking at um, Bray Wyatt in terms of what you know, like you watch baseball, you know, like the like the third starter on your team, yeah. the guy that's like, yeah, he has like a four and a half ERA, but he's also going to eat up two hundred plus innings. He's that guy, like because he has a faction, which means he like he'll like wrestle occasionally on TV for you, or he'll have one of his goons do that, and like, then he, and then gives you a lot of TV time. And then yeah, and then he'll also like cut a five minute promo later in the show, so like for their minds, like wow, he'll eat up twenty minutes for us. Mm-hmm. We'll put this guy on TV no matter what. Yeah, whether it's good or not, it, you know, it may be good one night, it may not be. We'll throw his ass out there. Let's quickly run through the rest of the SummerSlam, okay. then we'll go to break and get into Monday Night Raw, and also the Divas. Okay. Um, we had uh, the triple threat match, um, Ryback retains, um, pretty much a nothing match. Um, Stephen Amell. I thought it was. I thought that was a good, like a smart match. Like it only needs to be five minutes, have a bunch of near falls, be quick, don't do anything boring. Mrs. Gear was tight. Yeah. And I feel like they accomplished it. Big Show came out there with, like, racing stripes. I guess that man's sleeking fast now. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Stephen Amell and Neville take on uh, Stardust and King Barrett. Um, Sierra, what do you think of this match? Because I, 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 my whole thing was just sitting there talking to myself, just trying to convince myself, like, I don't care because I don't know who the fuck that guy is. So what was your thoughts on that match? I had the same thoughts that I did not care, and I didn't understand why the hell I had to watch it. Damn. All right. Yo, Completely. he has a million followers on Twitter. Who? Stephen Amell has a million followers on Twitter, which uh, okay. Roman Reigns barely had before WrestleMania. You always bring that up. What is... Oh, I just find it interesting. No, what happened What, what happened was he, he was like most, most red-blooded Americans. He was upset that Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble. So yeah. he's like... This dude ain't got a million. This dude, what the point? like, he only has like 0.8 million followers. How the yeah, fuck like is he gonna be? Like, Daniel Bryan has like 2.5 million at this at this time. And then I kept finding random wrestlers that had uh, more than a million followers. It was like Santino, R Truth. It, it was just a like I, I was occasionally just send James these these screenshots of these follower counts. And then Range finally got over a million like not too long ago, and it was a cause for celebration. Did he get it? Did he get to a million in time for WrestleMania or no? No, <laughs> I don't think he did. Um, uh, then we had Dolph Ziggler or Russo get themselves double counted. Double count out, like so lazy. Just um, ready to. They did that so they can basically run and have the uh, have the women's match. Or, I'm sorry, the mixed tag match. That's going to happen. What'd you think about the uh, Russo and Ziggler Sierra? I really wish that they made this a mixed tag team match. I, I think it would have been a good moment to have Lana and Summer Rae in there, even though I don't think Lana's been like fully trained to be in the ring. But the, the fans are dying for that interaction. And yeah. I like Dolph Ziggler, and Rusev is not bad in the ring. But it's just that I think like fans are wanting a change instead of them going in singles back and forth over and over again. So... 
that that kind of like soured me on the match for a bit, but it, it wasn't a bad match. I just I need a change. Right. Yeah, like the undercard, like the first hour of the show felt like we were watching stuff on Raw. Like some of like that's what it felt like to me. Um, the next match was the uh, the Fatal Four Way for the tag titles. Um, when Biggie, uh, Kofi, and Xavier came out in their golden white gear, uh, they immediately got on the mic and oh ripped God. New York City for being dirty, and they bragged on how clean they looked in their gear. Kofi says, New York City knows nothing about hip-hop, and hip-hop originated in the South. You know, it, it, it was just hilarious, because I don't think that was the crowd that necessarily like would have taken offense to that, but it just sounded like ridiculous. Then they... Um, they go off into the Empire State of Mind thing. They talk about, it's the new day. Like, it's just, these guys are excellent. And they deserve to win those tag belts back. It was a great tag match. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's everything you expect out of a multiple man tag match. It all, and it was just like, it was similar to what they did at WrestleMania. Except they decided to put it on the, on the card. Yeah. So, I mean, I, hats off to them. All four, all four teams I'm gonna say all four teams played work or worked hard like some Rasheed Wallace shit, yeah. but they all did. I mean, they all did their job. They all, you know, they all, especially Titus, Titus and his dad. Does Titus only have the best hot tag in wrestling right now? Uh, I mean, you could say that. Cause, dude, like, I mean, actually, in the tag division, if you say, "Yeah, what about John Cena?" I'm gonna yeah, say, "Fuck right. you." Like, what about Brock Lesnar's hot tag? Like, yeah. I don't get, I don't what about know. Daniel about, Bryan's hot tag. Yeah, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> what about the Undertaker's hot tag? No, but I mean, just. He comes out there, and every single time he is a poor Kofi Kingston, dude, he kicks a hole in that man's chest every time with that big boot. I, what do y'all think about Biggie's dance moves, though? <laughs> These guys are just out here just, just getting it, just jigging, as uh, JBL was saying. He didn't say he was jigging. I believe he did. No, he did not. I, I would have no, like remembered that if he said about him <laughs> jigging, okay? Like, him saying anything about him Jigging or soft shooting, I would have I definitely distinctly remembered that, okay, sir? Especially given his old previous gimmicks. You know. So, the, the, does the Biggie dance do anything for you, Sierra? No. Like, he is the most awkward dude I've ever seen. But he looks like you would just have, like, fun with him. But, like, you'd be embarrassed as well. He's... I don't know. He's got like a off the wall personality. Some of the dances he be doing, I just play. Like, what in the world is that? I've never seen that. Not to be overlooked, because I, I know we're talking. I know this most ridiculous, but like to just to the left of him, in the shot where he was doing all that hip swiveling. Kofi was out there uh, doing all of this. I don't know what is this, what is the name of this dance. Look, I'm glad there ain't no camera on me right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he was he was uh, I get for lack of a better word, I'm gonna say he was out there bopping. Or, you wow. know, basically you know he was basically sh- uh, shimmying. And then after he got the pin, he did he did like this weird thi- like this weird thing where he was basically like jumping on his on his shoulders. Like he was, he was, his feet, his shoulders were on the mat, and he's like jumping up and down with his shoulders. It was, it was just ridiculous. Like, like these dudes have just through sheer, just sheer will of 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 saying you guys are not going to fuck us. They got over. Yep. 
Um, and I mean, like, they're saying that to, like, the crowd and to backstage. Yeah. They set him up with that in his whack-ass gimmick, and they've gotten over with all, all this stuff. Like, I, I mean, yeah. I, I think they... I, Brock, kudos. I can't hype heap enough praise upon these three. I just can't. Well, I mean, according to Virgil, the only reason why they got over is because of him, so... <laughs> What up, Virgil? Isn't he, like, the most annoying black wrestler? And I hate putting his, like, ethnicity in it, but good God. Like... Virgil don't do nothing for us. He never did nothing for us. It's just, like, the audacity of him to think, like, he is the black wrestler that put all these other black wrestlers on. It's just, like... God, you are really fooling yourself to actually think you're the one. Well, how much? And you're that? not even close to it. I think he's just trolling. Yeah, I think I think a lot of this. I think I think all of this stuff's a work for him. But I don't think it's, so. It's a, it's a I've no- been told he actually thinks that stuff. Well, it's annoying. So, and I I can believe it. He's a little off. Oh <laughs> uh, well, we had Sheamus and Randy Orton, and Sheamus beat Randy Orton clean for what I think is the first time ever. Took them two grill kicks to do it, but um, they had a nice little opener. wasn't as good as last month, but um, no. this kind of threw everybody off the scent. We figured there would be no cash-in since Sheamus won. So, um, <clears throat> y'all got any thoughts on that match before we hit break? It was, it was a quick little in-and-out thing. I thought that was going to be the match that actually started out SummerSlam. I was, you know, in a weird way, I was glad I was right. But, it, um, I don't know, like... Sheamus got to get over somehow, and if Randy Orton beats him every single every single pay per view, he ain't gonna get over. I mean, you gave him the briefcase for a reason, so you got to start trying to do something with him. But you know, besides just having him fight Randy Orton and see who's the toughest. Yeah, see who's a real man. Uh, well, hmm. <laughs> that's gonna wrap up our first segment. We'll be back to talk about uh, Monday Night Raw and the uh, the tragedy that is the uh, Divas Division. In WWE right now. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> she right. hit you with that gorilla monsoon. Oh, oh you will stop. you stop? <laughs> you know, trying to, trying to turn up the drama real quick. But this is One Nation Radio. Rappers, I'm up, you flipping with the funky rhythm. I'll be kicking. Musician, inflict composition. A pain, I'm like, oh, welcome back to One Nation Radio. See what the pain I'm extreme. Now, listen to Nas, New York State of Mind. SummerSlam, Brooklyn, um, the whole weekend they were in New York, uh, Monday Night Raw, we had lots of surprises, um, all throughout the evening, we had a new fem- member of the Wyatt family show up, we had the Dudley Boys show back up, and we also had some old dude hop out of box with, uh, face paint on, um, uh, guy known as Sting, uh, or Stang, the Stinger, um, James. Well, we can just go ahead and start at the top with that. We got Sting versus Seth Rollins for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship um, at Night of Champions. If I'm correct, the last time we saw Sting, he was shaking hands with Triple H. So they got beef again. Never mind that. These are these are not the these are not the drones you're looking for. All of that, 
pay no mind to the man behind the closet or my man behind the uh, what is it? I don't remember the line in the, 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 the wizard behind the curtain in Wizard of Oz, whatever. So yeah, it's just like never mind that we're we're just retconning this shit. Never mind the handshake after it, it was made no sense. I'm gonna hit you in the face with a fucking sledgehammer and then yeah, I'm gonna beat you and then <laughs> and then you ha- and then stick my hand out here and expect you not to kill me and then you're good with it and you walk away and then you come back. You, sun, where's man. my statue? You stole my statue. I put money on that. How much money do you think Triple H paid for that fake statue? In kayfabe money. $10,000. Okay, then. Like, don't... I I don't understand Triple H is rich. Yeah. You know, but... Yeah, Hunter Hurts Helmsley. 10000 You know? He brought up this whole money shit. I can't believe <laughs> you. Know, you. Know, that man's had money since 1995, bro. <laughs> 20 years in the game. So, what the... Like, $10,000? Like, nah, bro. Like I'm taking. Oh, he's coming for that. I want my. T- I want when you want your ten thousand dollars back. I, I believe I would. You know, speaking to somebody that you know, you know, I I I'd like the ten thousand. Um, we always joke about Undertaker being this being a magician and all that magic shit. You explain to me how the fuck how the fuck Sting <laughs> made a, made a big ass bronze statue that weighed like a thousand pounds disappear in thin air. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we always said them boys had light gimmicks. Um. Yeah, we got. I'm. I'm not worried about the match at all. I'm sure the match will be good. But what in the what in the hell would the finish be like? I mean, I don't know what the finish would be. I know what I hope is going to be. What's that? You already know what it is. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping for a Scorpion Deathlock. That's what I'm hoping for, and a tap out. <laughs> Be that man cleaning the ring. Yeah, and um, Sheamus will probably will cash in from there. I'm fine with that. I just want to. I just want to see that man just in the record books. WWE, WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Go to the Hall of Fame. Look, look. It, you don't know how much it means to me. You, you just don't know. Uh, I guess I won't. Sarah, so what, what do you what do you make of Sting showing up and, and declaring that he wants Rollins? First off, when they were rolling that sheet up, I was just like, if this is Sting, I'm done. And it was Sting, and I was just like, <laughs> like, all this time, we haven't seen you. And you you want a title shot? It, it, just, it was just kind of like mind-boggling to me that like it was just like, oh, excuse me, Sting. You are worthy of a title shot, and you haven't even beat anybody else on the roster. Okay, Sting. You haven't beat anybody at all. At all. You haven't even been in a damn ring since Mania. Like, what is, like, it was just so, like, crazy to me, because I was just like, like, what? Like, I I just think that it just just feels so far-fetched. It just feels like... You know what it feels like to me? Like, TNA booking. I don't know what is going on. Like, this is the same shit they used to do in TNA. Sting will be gone for six months. You don't see or notice Sting is gone. All of a sudden, he comes out of nowhere, and he wants to challenge somebody for the fucking title. And I'd be like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You haven't been here. Well, um... Just go The rules don't apply to part-timers. You, we Look, we, we're past that. We're past that part-timers shouldn't get title shots. We're being that set. Rock's been champion. No. Brock's been champion. D- deal with it. it. That's his life. No. 
She <laughs> said Billy Snow. <laughs> No, dude. I, I mean, this is how it's been. Guys have been championed and don't deserve to be championed. That's what it is now. Just, just think, just go away. Just, this is, I feel like this is just a cheap ploy. Just to, yes. because football season's coming. Yes. Um, and they're scared. Absolutely. And they never really have a clue what to do after SummerSlam. You're exactly ever. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so let's do with the title then. <laughs> Look, I don't have a problem. They'll never know what the fuck they're doing. No way, so might as well fuck around and do something that people want to see just for a day. Can a nigga enjoy a dream? Hey, man. Rey Mysterio has been WWE champion longer than Sting. Like. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. I mean, why not? Let Sting go. Not a lot of franchise. And, and, that's, and that sets up his match against The Undertaker that everybody's been wanting for so long at Mania. There Want we the go. Belt? No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, Sheamus going to cash in on that, man. That's fine. Like, I, Look, if Sting is champion for five, for, I'm sorry, not five minutes, for 35 seconds, I'll be okay. Man, look, that sounds good now, but when James is sitting on this couch and Sheamus runs out there and broadcasts this man, he's going to be hot. But I'm already okay with it because all, yeah, all you do is you have him, all, all this whole thing is Rollins is going to lose the belt. Rollins doesn't get cashed in on. Or Rollins doesn't have to get cashed in on. He can go back and win his belt again. I'm fine with that. Maybe maybe over the, the next month after that, there's some like dissension amongst the authority, and maybe they turn him face or Seth Rollins' face. Who knows? I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got also um, a Monday Night Raw. Uh, we might as well talk about the Divas now. Um, there was a segment on Miz TV with Team PCB. Um, where they pretty much turn into feminists, in my opinion. Um, we were uh, talking about they they can they can beat anybody, and that goes for women and men. And <laughs> I just don't think that's the right move to be making with them because you know even though that they they, they continue to bring up Ronda Rousey, but you never see Ronda out there saying she's ever gonna run it with a man. I mean, uh, she's been trying to get at Floyd Mayweather. She's cut promos on Mayweather, <laughs> alluding to the fact that she yeah. thinks or whatever may, that may be a work or not. But she's done it the same I way they. Uh, I mean, either no, way, she well, actually wants to tag that ass. Like, this <laughs> <laughs> is that easy. Like, all it, look, I the worst thing that could possibly happen. Who is that? Kimberly. Okay. The, the worst thing that could happen on the worst thing that could possibly happen on our TV is seeing Floyd Mayweather hit hit run, hit the, hit a white blonde woman in the face. <laughs> like that's the worst thing that could, boxing gloves or not. That's the worst thing that could possibly happen. But anyway, let's back to wrestling. I mean, I didn't necessarily think they were famous. I thought they were cutting the promos talking about how confident they were. I, I mean, I felt like they were cutting like a heelish type promo. Uh. Um, they're interrupted by the Bella Twins, yep. and they of basically course. come out there and start shutting them down, saying wins and losses don't matter. Um, the only sure. thing that matters is this, while Nikki holds yeah. up the belt. Three uh, Bella says uh, they are the definition of dominance or something like that, and I'm just looking at Brie Bella like, I can't believe she's saying this. Like, what the hell has Brie Bella ever been dominating? Um, all of a sudden, and I, I would say the, um, the most, uh, the telling part of this is 
these uh, a year ago, Brie Bella, yeah, a year ago, Brie Bella was the hottest diva in the game. A year ago, um, my my, how things have changed. <laughs> they um, they basically everyone starts arguing, and then Miz basically raises his hand and says, "When my arm goes up, your mouth goes shut, and the whole crowd just comes unglued." Yeah, it may. I mean. It wasn't not, it wasn't necessarily the Stone Cold Steve Austin glass breaking, but it was it was definitely a pop. Uh, he immediately had to turn around and say that goes for y'all the audience members too, and to remain a heel. Um, he couldn't be he he had to be like I had to I had to make sure these dudes I had to make sure they don't show their true colors. Got to got to make you like hey you're supposed to be liking these girls because I'm the Miz and everyone hates me, yep. but apparently. They hate one more than they hate the Miz. <laughs> Damn. Didn't know that was that was possible. Nope. Meanwhile, um, the woman who just had, uh, in my opinion, a four and a half out of five star match um, this weekend, Sasha Banks, was nowhere to be found. Nope. Uh, the crowd was chanting, we want Sasha. And I just, I don't understand the logic. Nope. Um, what's, what happened here, Sierra? Um, what do you think happened here? <laughs> this is what the fuck happens when you allow the internet to book your fucking shows. All these people wanted these three girls to be brought up to the roster, and look, it's fucked it up worse than it was. Like, I hate saying it like that, but, I mean, it was bad enough. Now you got all these three girls thrown into these team scenarios, and we've gotten away from what was actually supposed to be important the Divas Championship. Instead, we are having fighting in between groups, and it's just, like, mind-boggling to me that they've pretty much positioned Charlotte as supposed to be that next big thing in a division when the only time the crowd reacts to her when she does the woo. No one is actually, like, behind her in that way that they want her to be. If anything, the crowd has proven that they want Sasha Banks to be that girl. Becky Lynch is great in the ring, but she's it's going to be a while before anybody really sees her as that firecracker to be Divas Champion. Yeah, because she's but got they, out of this world, too. Yeah, but they, they set these girls as, you know, I guess they were supposed to be on the team, but when your crowd turns and looks at them as more viable competitors and challengers for the title, as opposed to the two women who have been running after the titles for the past like year and a half Naomi and Paige something is wrong there and this booking is all off that like I told you guys in the um our chat it's it's not even the matches that's the problem it's that I think the matches are the problem the, the problem fans. The, the problem fans is, the problem is that the matches are better but they're not that much better than what we were getting but before. here's the thing but here's the thing they can go out there and have a classic match. But it's up to the fans on the internet and their live to sit there and shut the hell up and not do the freaking way during the match and give them that respect. I The thing that confuses me with fans, how can you sit up and put up a hashtag about give divas a chance and how you every week talk about how WWE doesn't promote their women right, doesn't give their women a chance, and you don't give them a fucking chance. I don't understand. The reason why these three girls was brought up because of you guys hollering, complaining, and 
they don't want to take the time to sit there and be like, okay, where's the storyline going? The storyline is falling apart. This team stuff should have ended over a month ago. It's not making any sense. It looks ridiculous at this point. It's like everybody wants to be like, oh, this is my clubhouse. You can't come here. You can't sit with us. It's stupid. It's childish. It's immature. Why can't we just have all these women going for the title? Do you think whenever um, a six-man tag match is booked, do we ever care about it at all in the first place, whether it's women or men? No. 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 I think that's more the problem. Uh, with the fans on Monday night. True. But here's the thing. I, I That's why I was telling you guys, like, I don't even think it's the matches. Yes, with the Divas, over the years, we've become accustomed to the six-man matches ending in three min- minutes. But when you get these opportunities to see these matches, and they go 10, 15 minutes, and, yeah, it might be tired and everything, but it's like... You guys been wanting this for so long. Why not sit and watch it? And it's like, even if they didn't have a six-man and they had a singles match, and it wasn't Sasha Banks out there, they still would have chanted boring. They still would have did the wave because these fans do not give anything time. They want it then and they want it right now. And if you, when you give it to them right now, they get tired of it so fast. That's why I was so not hopeful for this revolution to be a great big thing that's going to change the division. It's not. Because you have the fans already walking out on it. And it's a shame. Yeah, it's like a big botch right now. Um, yeah. My thing is this. So they've done they've done six weeks. They've done two pay-per-views. I, like, we were promised a revolution. Like, you're not going to get, you don't get people, like, who was the last, who was the last, fa- like, nine-person few you remember where all nine got over at the same time? That doesn't, I don't even know if you can say that about the NWO, to tell you the truth. Like, I don't, it makes, it, it doesn't, isn't, it was, okay, so, I feel like they're trying, they're telling their announcer to put it over, the, at the beginning, the crowd was into it, but, like, how, at some point, when you put, Becky Lynch, who we've only, you know, in her first basically singles match in the ring with Tamina, like, I don't want and that match didn't get, didn't, I mean, that match was fine, the crowd reacted to it fine, but, like, Why that, they need that's not helping, that's not helping, that's not helping Becky Lynch at all. Yeah, because that's like, not the wrestling gonna, that, that got them this, this, this demand. Like, if you, like, I, I mean... This might. This is a lot of retrospect talking, but if they had brought them up and said, "It's we're all they're all gunning for your title, Nikki," as as Sierra said earlier, and then all of a sudden you have Sasha Banks fighting Charlotte, you have Paige fighting Becky Lynch, you have Naomi taking off or uh, taking on Sasha Banks, we wouldn't be having these problems. Like a lot of this stuff is, I feel like the most talented girls are all like a situation where they can't like fight it. Like you have a team yeah. of Paige. Charlotte and Becky together, they can never wrestle each other. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, you, and you know, it's crazy. Like, when the, the night when they debuted, Stephanie McMahon, she said, well, Nikki Bella, you complain you don't have competition. Here's your competition. And when she brought them out, I'm like, okay, I can understand lining people up with, you know, like personalities. And I figured, like, oh, it's going to be on. Like, 
you know, everybody's against each other. But it what happened was the next week they started with these fucking names for the teams. And I'm just like, <laughs> why are we doing this? Like, it's Brandy. bad enough, you know, Nikki Bella's fucking got, Brandy. you know, her sister and Alicia in her corner. But now you, you're basically telling us that these other girls you just brought up and you're telling us that are so great are not good enough to challenge for the belt because they had to be in a fucking team with Paige. Yeah. I just feel like it's a case of WWE wanting to brand everything. And it's just not cool. Like, they're taking away the cool factor from it. Um, They... Like, I feel like what they did was they say, you know what? Like, a lot of... Like, normally with the Divas Division, we have people that, like, you never see on TV. So what we're going to do is... They basically, like... In a weird way, they rose, like, the floor... Of the Divas Division, uh-huh. but they also like lowered the ceiling. They kept the ceiling exactly the same. By them doing this, like there was like the ceiling couldn't go higher. When it's like, all right, you, you have you have Ric Flair's fucking daughter who can wrestle her ass off. You have Sasha Banks who is who was one of the most entertaining heels, man or woman or man, and and you have you, you like and you have another piece to go with that that can eventually turn into something down the road. As well, they all keep just beating each other too. And, that's a that's another underrated part of it. Like no one's it, ever going to get over. Yeah, like this. yeah. I mean, like you're but, you're basically at the expense of Naomi and Paige, who were as as she as Sierra just said, were ch- were chasing after Nikki for what for months and months and months, and then they just out here just get just just, just tap and, and also Nikki. Nikki's out here tapping out the shots of Banks. Even like they're doing stuff that's weird, like. The, the the tag match where everything went off the fucking rails. The first the first before the commercial break, you have um, Team PCB basically cutting off the half of the ring from the mm-hmm. from Nikki to make a tag to get out, and they're tagging each other in like they're like they're the fucking shield. <laughs> I, I feel like there is like a conflict in booking going on backstage because it's like I know from um, Nikki and Brie doing an interview. I would say this was like back in like May or something like that. That they wanted Charlotte, they wanted Bailey, they wanted Sasha Banks, they wanted Becky Lynch to be brought up to the roster because they said they were complaining backstage about, you know, there needs to be new girls, fresh talent for all of us to fight. We're fighting the same people over and over. It's time to bring them up. And apparently, when they threw all three girls out there, is one, they got tired of the complaints from the internet. And then two, it was to just to appease them. And I felt like, gosh, like, you know, she is like, was they both kind of like campaigning that, you know, you need to bring these girls up. They're good. And you throw all three of them out there. You don't give them a chance to get the fuck over. You throw them in a team. And it's like when I watch the matches and stuff and like you were saying, James, like everybody's like pinning each other. I'm just sitting there like... Okay, so Sasha Banks has a non-title win over the fucking champion, and there's no title match. No, not even, not no, it makes not even no sense. Not even that, Sierra. She beats the champion, then defends her, and then loses her belt in the in one of the best matches of the year on Saturday. Yep. Then turns and then follow up the follow up those that six day between. They follow that up with. She's on the team that gets eliminated first. In five and, minutes. Yeah. And then ain't even on fucking TV the next day. But 
because it's the, it, whatever the booking is, and I know there's that report out that saying that like John Cena behind the scenes doesn't want Nikki Bella to drop the belt to any of the girls or whatever. Or I he, don't he believe that. Me either, because and even if that was the case, because a part of that plan was saying Charlotte was supposed to win the belt the first night. Yeah. What exactly did that do for Paige? Yeah, on top of that, I don't believe that because Nikki Bella said that, you know, when she was doing that interview, she said it right out of her mouth, like, she wants to put them over. And that's why I say with these matches where everybody's getting wins over each other, I think that's, that she has a part of that, like, saying, like, it, we need to get them over, too. Like, it just can't be straight Bella's dominating, which makes sense, but it's none of it is making any sense because... If you can sit there and actually think about it, like, who can you actually see challenging her at Night of Champions? Honestly, the only person that I felt they've done any remote justice to is Charlotte at the beginning. Because Charlotte was basically the person, Charlotte, because she was basically the person getting all the pins and tap outs. Um, But, like, but that's the only thing they've done even remotely, they've done anything you would call well so far over these past six weeks. Oh, I mean, I'll say this: the matches, the matches in quality are better, but they're not like they're still not as good as what you see on or on just any random what you see on on NXT and you just tune in on the network. Well, I think it's the reason why the matches are not like you know spectacular, and I, you know, I hear everybody try to like compare it to NXT, and the thing is, NXT and Raw are two different shows. I right. tell people that all the time. Right. The problem is. They're trying to use the same formula that works on NXT or Raw. You can't throw all these girls in one match and it comes out great. Right. This is not that fatal four-way. You can't do that. You have to build up towards it. You have to do your singles match, your singles match, your singles match. Maybe tag team match. Singles match, single match. You have to keep building up to it to the point where everybody's like, dang, I want all four of them in the ring. Dang, I want all of them in the ring. Right. You can't do that because when you throw all nine of those girls in the ring, everybody immediately says because it's WWE Divas and based on history, oh, this is going to be a clusterfuck. And they're all it's, on the same level. At like, honestly, yeah. Like, honestly, it's it's become like a self-fulfilling prophecy. They were like, oh, okay, y'all want... It's almost like the stuff that you were hearing about people saying... We're gonna give this as much as much rope as we can for it to fail the similar way that Kevin Kevin, or Kevin done with Kevin Owens. This is like the same thing. Like we're gonna give it every opportunity, and we're not gonna necessarily book this the thing the best way in the world. But even though it doesn't, even when it doesn't work, we can still say we tried. Yep. But do you, but do you guys think like because every time I watch Raw and stuff, like I don't get to watch it live. I get to watch it like the next day or whenever. Uh-huh. And they constantly have to remind us that it's a diva's revolution and branding. branding. You know, make references to people being feminists and stuff like that. Like, do you guys think like if they stop shoving that down fans' throats, that they would give this a chance? I feel. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.